Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 318. Hello and welcome, everyone, to the podcast that keeps you updated and always educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening. We love your loyalty. Thank you for downloading. First-time listeners, we hope you enjoy the show and become regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec, and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the products that Amazon unveiled at its surprise event last week, GoPro's new Hero Action cameras, and how Foxtel will be creating Australian television history. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at Apple's brand new iPhone XS. Yes, we've road tested it. And also the Apple Watch Series 4. We're also going to run our eye over the DJI Mavic 2 Pro drone. And we're going to wrap it up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family and your devices safe online. Huge show for you, so let's jump straight in. Well, last week, Amazon held a surprise event. No one no one knew it was happening. It's, uh, they just sprang it on everybody. It was around the same time that Apple was launching its new iPhone, which we'll talk about later. But Amazon decided, no, nah, we're going to do our own thing, and they sure held uh, held a surprise event. And at the end of that event, it was actually to release new products, new Echo products, to be precise. There's a few products they, they launched, uh, the Echo Show, the Echo Plus, the Echo Dot, the Echo Sub. So we're going to take you through all of them. We're going to tell you the pricing and what they all do. They're all going to be available uh, from next month. But Echo is already, Amazon, I should say, and, and Alexa have, have quite a foothold in Australia. Not, not quite the level as Google Assistant, but it's getting there. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of uptake, a lot of people interested in it. The uh, If anyone who's been watching The Block this year, that Renault show on Channel 9, that is has just turned into an ad for, for Alexa. There's obviously a partnership happening there with Amazon. And uh, they, they are really showcasing the product. And I think a lot of people are getting spot, inspired and, and looking to create those scenarios in their home. Uh, Alexa allows you to to set up various things, create, get information and create different scenarios in your home, power your smart devices so that you can activate them as they do in the show with your voice. You can do that. It's not that hard to do that. Uh, so Amazon have now released some new products that will allow you to do that even better. And uh, the first of them we'll talk about is the Echo Show. This is a device that has a 10-inch high-definition display on board. So it's not just a speaker. It's also uh, got, a, got a screen on board. This is $349, and it has these new glanceable features so you can see the latest headlines, the weather, even vi- you can watch videos on this thing. You can look at your shopping list. So it's one of those devices that's more than just a speaker. Do you remember the the Echo Dot with that small circular screen? Well, this is its granddaddy. This is a bigger screen, 10 inches, high definition. So you're able to use that screen to view your security cameras, for example. You may say, show me the front door. And then if you've got a ring doorbell or another compatible smart smart camera, a security camera, you're able to see whatever the camera's seeing through that device. So having a speaker is really handy because it's a visual device rather than just an audio device. And you can, of course, still listen to your music through it as well. If it's just audio you're after, though, Echo Plus is is a handy starting point. 229 bucks, and this has got it actually, this is sort of a cylindrical speaker, and it also has on board a temperature sensor. So what this allows you to do is to create these temperature-based scenarios. 
with uh, if you've got other smart devices in the home. So, for example, when Echo Plus detects a certain temperature, which you can set, say it hits 28 degrees in your house, Alexa can send a notification to your phone and that will then switch on a fan that's connected to a smart plug. Simple scenario, but really easy to set up with Echo. And again, you can use your voice to turn on lights. You can create a scenario to say, for example, uh, Alexa, welcome home. And it'll turn on lights and turn on your favorite devices. These are things you can set up that uh, allows you to uh, that it allows you to do these create these different scenarios. You may do a similar scenario when you're leaving. You may say goodbye, and then things turn off. So it, it is uh, it is that nice way for your smart devices to be even easier to use and even smarter, and and then meet your needs as you use it rather than you going. The, the the leaving your home example is a good one. Rather than you having to go around, going to all these different apps or go to different switches to turn everything off, you just you can just all do all of that with your voice. Very very handy. Moving on, the the Echo Dot has also been updated. Now this is the smallest product. This is seventy nine dollars, so really affordable, uh, affordable enough for you to actually buy several and and scatter them throughout your home. So you can create, uh, use them in your home for uh, as these smart devices, music players, timers, alarms, and control those smart devices that we mentioned. This time out though, the Echo Dot has an improved speaker. Uh, the the like louder, crisper speaker. The the early the first version of Echo Dot, it was pretty tinny, not not really good sound. Handy for for your smart commands and stuff like that. But to play music, it, the quality was was wasn't that good. But this time out, they they claim uh, I haven't heard it for myself yet, but they claim that it's a louder, crisper, better speaker for you to use. Also announced is the Echo Sub. Now, this is a device that adds, obviously, good bass level to whatever you're listening to. So if you've got an existing Echo speaker, you can actually pair this to your existing speakers, pair the sub to the speaker, and you've got, you got a subwoofer then with your, with your music. So you're creating, you can either create a 1.1 system or a 2.1 pairing for stereo sound as well. This, this sub's also got a built-in equalizer, so you can adjust bass, treble, mid-range, just by using your voice. Very, very handy, and they're going to all be available from next month. They're going to start shipping. You can pre-order now. Oh, there's a link to the Amazon site on Tech Guide. So pre-order now, start shipping next month. But uh, you can also go into a retailer and pre-order at a place like places like JB Hi-Fi, Officeworks, and other electronics retailers. If you want to read more about that story and actually check out the pictures of these new Echo products, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Now, we love a GoPro. Who doesn't love a GoPro? The, uh, the Hero 7 is the latest device from GoPro. The Hero 7 Black. Uh, there's going to be a silver and a white this time out. The flagship, the Hero 7 Black, it's going to be priced at $599.95. Now, the biggest new feature that this is it's announcing is nothing to do with quality because 4K is already on board and shoots just superb quality videos with sound. The the new feature they're announcing, the breakthrough feature, I think, for the Hero 7 Black is its new video stabilization feature called Hyper Smooth. Now, we've all seen people carrying around GoPros with gimbals. Have you seen those little Osmos and those other devices that are meant to keep it steady? Uh, well, what's built into the GoPro now is actually that level of stabilization within the product itself. So if you held this in your hand, for example, or just in a regular mount, you're going to get much better stabilization. There's a video on Tech Guide showing, demonstrating that. It's a really cool video where they're showcasing new features and this new Hyper Smooth is top of that list. So if you, you know, you, you think about where you use your GoPro in, in all kinds of conditions, underwater, uh, high winds, high shock, you're up and moving around, uh, this, this will, would, would give you smooth images where a gimbal would normally struggle. 
So uh, it, this is a, a great, great way to, to smooth out your videos, no matter where you are, whether you're, you're flying down, a, a, a skiing down a hill or riding a mountain bike or wherever you happen to be. This is the stabilization that's going to really make a difference to your videos. And that video that I mentioned on Tech Guide, if you want to see the demo there, it is remarkable, the difference. The other feature they've announced is Time Warp. Now, this is a kind of time-lapse feature. So it adds high-speed effects to your video. So if you're riding along or running along, whatever you happen to be doing, this speeds it up and sort of gives what they call like a magic carpet ride along your favorite that, that favorite path that you've just chosen. So the video that may take 10 to 10 minutes to film will play out in seconds. So it's a, it's, it speeds it up. And that means it's it's easier to share as well. I've seen a couple of them online. They look pretty cool. And, again, that's demonstrated in that video. Uh, you can also live stream directly from the Hero 7 Black now. So you can live stream to share what you're doing right now in real time. You can do, share to uh, stream to Facebook, to Twitch, YouTube, Vimeo, and other platforms. So uh, handy feature there. Also, there's portrait mode now on GoPro. So you can take vertical snaps why is that a good idea, do you think? Well, those vertical snaps, vertical videos, means easier sharing to Instagram stories and Snapchat. So GoPro's got with the program there. They know where people want to post their videos, and why not give them that capability? So you can shoot in that nice portrait mode. So portrait rather than the portrait, I mean, not the blurred background like a portrait shot although you probably can do that with a still photo, but the portrait mode it means that upright mode, like you're holding your phone straight up. Landscape is when you shoot it the normal way, shoot it wide. Very handy, great new features on board there. And again, of course, two-inch touchscreen display. There's an updated, simplified user interface as well. And, of course, it's waterproof without the housing, so to, to a depth of about 10 metres. So remember you used to put that big, ugly plastic housing on the GoPros? Not anymore, baby. It's all, all waterproof how it is right now. No housing. Just how it comes is waterproof. And uh, the other Hero cameras, Hero 7 Silver, that's four forty nine ninety five, and uh, that's a HD model there. So if you want 4K, you need the black. And they've also got the HD Hero 7 White, two ninety nine ninety five. They do also have degrees of video stabilization. Obviously, the best one would be on the black. There's also voice commands and control across all of them, or you can just tap the shutter button. All of the, all of the devices share that feature. They're all going to be available from September the 25th. So put that date down in your diary. That's this week, later this week. You can get your hands on them. Uh, I've listed all the new features for the Hero 7 Black and some images and that great video, the YouTube video that shows you what the GoPro can do as well. So if you're into your action cameras, this is the one to get the GoPro Hero 7 Black and there's also silver and white. But go big or go home, I say, go the black and you're going to see some amazing results. You want to read more about that? Check it out, techguide.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Com.au. Now, Foxtel are going to make television history in a few days' time, in a couple of weeks' time, I should say. And when they do that, it's uh, October the 3rd is when it's going to happen. It's the Bathurst 1000. It's actually on Sunday, October 7. It's the Bathurst 1000. And the news that Foxtel's covering it isn't the history-making part. Foxtel are covering it they're broadcasting it in 4K ultra-high definition. It'll be one of the first sporting events, live sporting events, that Foxtel covers. Its, its 4K channel is going to appear on channel 444 on board your IQ4. That's their new Foxtel 4K Foxtel channel. It can be. Uh, it's going to kick off on October the 3rd. 
and then the race will be October 7. So big week. Foxtel launches their channel October 3. It's part of the Foxtel Platinum HD package or the Foxtel Sports HD subscription. And you also need the new IQ4 set-top box as well. So the Bathurst 1000, they did a practice test. They did a test run at Sandown last week. So you motorsport enthusiasts, if you've got the IQ4, you've got your 4K subscription and a 4K TV, of course, you're going to see this race. It's an iconic race, the Bathurst uh, 1000. The super cheap auto Bathurst 1000, as it's officially called. Uh, they paid a lot of money, those companies, to be included. But it's going to be, if you're a fan of the race, you're going to see it like never before. 4K really jumps off the screen. It's a great way for anyone who owns a 4K TV. Until you've seen true 4K content, you really don't know what your TV can do. This is a great way of showcasing those many pixels that are on your lovely 4K television. Uh, As I said, they did a test at Sandown, and it was a cracker. So they've done a dry run. They're going to do the real deal uh, on October the 7th. Now, the 4K channel, which launches October 3, isn't just about sport. There is going to be a lot of sport, including the Bathurst 1000, including also the Australia v. South Africa one-day international on November the 4th. So that's also, because Fox still have the cricket rights now, so you're going to see that 4K cricket as well this summer. And then come 2019, we're really looking forward to this, NRL in 4K. That is going to be spectacular. Can't wait for that to come around. My team, the Rabbitohs, we got kicked out. We got knocked out on on uh, Saturday night. So we didn't make the grand final. There's always next year, and we'll be watching it in 4K through this Foxtel 4K channel. But if you want to watch something sooner, one of the first things you can watch on October 7, that's uh, four days after the channel launches on October 3, that is the Bathurst 1000, the super cheap auto Bathurst 1000, to be precise. If you're a motorsport fan, I'm sure you're excited about that, and it's going to be in 4K, so it'll look better than ever before. If you want to read more about that story, check it out, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide Port podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And Netgear is responsible for Orbi, the world's first, wi- first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Now, Orbi gives you amazing, reliable, secure, fast Wi-Fi in every corner of your home. Everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs. No one complaining about drop connections through the wall. Just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square meters, and it goes through traditional Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs, and doors. It's got a dedicated internet connection, so Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favorite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected either, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximize the speed you're paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and really nice to display. It doesn't look like a modem. It sits with your decor. And soon you'll see a brand new Orbi voice, which means that the one of the stations, one of the satellites, is actually a Harman Kardon speaker. Keep an eye out for that. Yes, and Siri's piping up in the background here. Orbi is just a, really easy to set up too. A couple of clicks and your secure Wi-Fi is ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi. Better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennett. Tech Guide. All righty. We, uh, we've got our hands on it. We've been using it for a while now, and I'm talking about the iPhone XS Max. Now, uh, the XS and the XS Max are have the same features, apart from the difference in screen size. They have the same camera, same processor, all of that, everything, the Face ID, you name it, features are identical. So the only difference is screen size. So uh, if you decide to get the, the 10s, which is the 5.8, or the 10s Max, what I'm about to tell you about its performance, its camera, uh, will apply to both. So I just thought I'd make that clear. I'm re- I really like the fact that Apple has put the same features in both devices. In the past, 
it's the plus device, so the larger device, that gets the better options. In the past, we've seen the plus have be- a better camera, a better, uh, a better, more, I think more RAM even in one occasion. But what I really like about this is Apple's decided, no, no matter what size screen you choose, the experience will be the same in terms of performance, in terms of the camera quality, speed, all of those things are going to be the same. And it is it is a step up. And while it might not look like a different device, it looks got very, very similar, if not identical features, uh, design, I should say, of the iPhone X. The the XS Max is uh, is just a bigger version of that. That's six point five inch screen, which is my favourite. I prefer a bigger screen, and in this instance, the the XS Max is actually the same size, similar size as their regular Plus devices. So if you can imagine the iPhone eight Plus, so it's that size device, but top to bottom, edge to edge is all screen. So it's much bigger screen, a whole inch more screen. Five point five on the eight plus. 6.5 on the 10s max so really good really impressive the screen does that super retina display is super sharp uh, it is uh, really really nice to look at now in terms of the the max it's 6.5 inches and not for everyone I have to say it is a big phone a lot obviously a lot harder to use one-handed even though there is a thing called reachability which means you can draw the top of the screen down to the middle and navigate it navigate it the screen in the bottom half of the screen you can even uh, switch your keyboard, move it to the left or to the right of the screen so you can still type one-handed. So there are those those features that cater for people who still want to use a big phone with one hand. But generally, uh, it's a two-handed proposition. If you want to use it properly, use it two-hands. So if one-handed, still do it. But if you can use two hands, it's a much better experience. The 5.8, which is like the iPhone X, that's a one-hander, not a problem. You can get around using that as well. Very subtle differences in the design. Just a couple of little antenna strips here and there. The speaker looks slightly different on the bottom edge. Of course, there's also a new color this time. So gold, stainless steel uh, band with the gold. Uh, it looks really nice without looking too garish or or blingy. It looks, it looks actually quite nice, subtle and nice. Uh, that, that's the device that actually we reviewed, the gold uh, iPhone XS Max. So really nice. And the, the the difference between the Max and the and the 5.8, in terms of what you can fit on the screen, some apps fit more. Like on Twitter, for example, you'll fit probably another tweet and a half. On Facebook, it's identical. Instagram looks the same. Uh, email, you might fit a couple more emails on the, on the Max. So... It is in some cases, until the apps are updated properly, in some cases you're just getting the same thing, but it just looks bigger on the bigger screen. Me, I'd prefer to get more information on the screen rather than just a bigger version of what's already there. So that some of the apps are doing that. I think there'll be a lot of updates you'll be noticing in the App Store that are that are being that are needed to be updated so it can suit that larger screen, the Mac screen. So keep an eye out for that. The screen is a great... Great place to watch video. The, the, it is, uh, it's, you can watch Dolby Vision, HDR10, so things look really good and sound really good too. There's speakers, uh, it, it's, you can get stereo, left and right separation. It is remarkable the quality you're getting out of this thing. Performance wise, the A12 Bionic chip is what powers this whole thing. That does all the heavy lifting there. So you, it's faster, smoother. You, all those adjectives, you can use them here. And even from the 10, you'll notice a slight improvement, not huge. I think the, the, what I noticed was that Face ID was a, was a little bit faster, a little bit more reliable too. It recognized me more often. There are some times where I didn't, didn't Face ID didn't quite register. I had to type in my passcode. But with the, uh, the 10S, it, it actually worked a little bit better, faster and better. So there's an improvement right there. And just the things you take for granted, like the smoothness of, of things, the videos, and how quickly apps launch, and that, that, that is a result of this A12 Bionic chip. Also, the efficiency it creates, so your battery runs really nicely as well. It gets There's a little bit more battery life there. Uh, it, it easily runs throughout the day. I, it, it takes me into the next day even. Uh, so if you can get a chance to charge in the morning or rather than overnight, either way, you're going to get plenty of battery to last you entirely through the day and into well into the night and into the next day. Now, the big talking point, I reckon, the big improvement for the iPhone XS is the camera. Now, the 10 is great. The, the 10 camera is brilliant, takes great photos, 
But what the 10, the 10S brings is smart HDR. That is the difference here. And if you look at the photos I've shared on Tech Guide, I've done a side-by-side job where I've taken the same photo with the iPhone 10 and, and the same photo then again with the iPhone the 10s. You'll notice parts of the images, uh, and it's because of that smart HDR, there's more detail in certain parts of the image. Like in parts where there's a bit, a bit of light and things get washed out, the smart HDR comes into play and reveals that detail, whether it's in the darker areas or in the lighter areas. It does recognize more stuff in those areas. You'll see that some areas which are washed out on the iPhone 10 are actually in sharp relief on the iPhone 10s and a lot more detail. It also draws a lot more light and, and is intelligent in the ter- in terms of you how you're shooting. For example, if there's someone standing in front of you and the sun's behind them, a normal a, a normal smartphone camera you'll just get a silhouette because the light's so strong behind you. There's no detail in the foreground. Well, with the 10s, it's smart enough to know that and adjust that and you still get this unbelievable detail in the foreground. So that that's the level of improvement that we see here. Uh, another photo that I shared, again, was sort of like a blown-out section of the photo where a lot of light, a lot of sunlight behind it, but the 10s has uh, manages to pull out even more detail. I noticed, too, the images were slightly warmer, colours richer. So that, that's another improvement there as well. In low light, again, knocks it out of the park. Portrait mode has gone to the next level here as well. I've put a little portrait shot of my one of my Dalmatians, Logan. Oh, I've, uh, I think I've added Ziggy. No, he's not on this one. He's on, he was on my Instagram. But uh, Logan, he sat still long enough for me, so I took a really nice portrait shot of him with a nice blurred background. But that's the new feature with the portrait mode is you can actually adjust that background blur. You slide the, if you wanted to have a different sort of aperture setting where the, the black background can be less blurred, completely blurred, because it cuts out the, the subject in the front and creates this great depth map on the image. So when you adjust that aperture, it then adjusts those layers however you want. So if you want really blurred or in in focus, you've got the option and everything else in between. Really smart. And that's all happening after you've taken the photo, by the way. So uh, I understand there'll be an update later this year which will allow you to see that in real time. So before you take the photo, you can actually choose your blur level and then take your image. And then again, if you want to edit it, you can change that again in the settings. On the audio side, really impressive here. There, there are speakers top and bottom, and uh, the, the quality was crisp enough for me to listen to music straight out of the phone rather than connecting a Bluetooth speaker. That's how good it is. They're nice and loud too. Hearing your movies, watching movies, you get that great left and right stereo separation. It is a great experience. I mentioned Face ID already, and it uses that true depth camera. It, it was a bit more, a bit faster and a bit more efficient. What what else is on board of the iPhone XS is the dual SIM capability. Unfortunately, not a feature we're going to see in Australia anytime soon because there's one physical SIM. The second SIM is actually an eSIM. So uh, no telcos have ever sold uh, through their, on a plan anyway, their uh, dual SIM devices. They're not really fans of that here. They want to keep you in their, with their company, with their network. But in this instance, you can have a physical SIM and then down the track, the idea would be if you want another plan, they just send you a QR code and that would then activate the eSIM on board. There is an eSIM on board the Apple Watch Series 4 and there was on Series 3, but that's basically just replicating your existing number. So not doing anything special there. It's not its own number. What what the telcos can't offer you is an eSIM with its own number. So keep an eye on that. I think if there's one company that can force the telcos to move quickly so that this feature can be accessed by customers, that company is Apple. Uh, Battery-wise, we've spoken about pretty good, uh, even faster wireless charging, I noticed, this time as well. And, of course, running iOS 12 with all the features that come with it, including screen time, group notifications, uh, the me emojis are funny as well. Get into the me emojis, really cool. Uh, here are the things we didn't like. Okay, so it, it, it is not a cheap phone. You need pretty deep pockets to be able to afford the iPhone XS and the XS Max. You're talking uh, a lot of money here. Starting starts at uh, I think sixteen hundred bucks for the XS and and upwards. 
So if you are looking to buy uh, the 10s, I think the 10s Max 512 is 2369 bucks, which is a lot of money. But on a plan, you can spread that out over two or even three years if you want to. Uh, so that that's pretty cool. But you know what? People say, wow, it's an expensive phone, but there are just excellent features across the board. And you think of the amount of products that the, that the phone now has replaced. So it's your camera. It's your, it's your calendar. It's your phone. It does all these things. It's your music player, your video player. All of that in one. So back in the day, you would have had to buy separate devices to do all that. And with a product like this that you're carrying with you constantly, it's a 24-7 relationship, I think there's a lot of people, when it comes to Apple fans, customers are willing to pay that extra price so they can have that great experience every day, all day. So pretty cool. Uh being an S upgrade, uh, another thing, of course, we we didn't like was the fact that it's the same design. It looks it looks very much like the the iPhone 10, which in itself was a great phone. It's same build, excellent build quality here. As soon as you hold it in your hand, you think, wow, this thing exudes quality. Uh, one thing that's missing in the box, remember before they used to give you a lightning to 3.5 mil audio adapter? Uh, not anymore. The you the lightning earphones, the, the earphones were lightning, so there's a cable connect straight into your lightning port to hear your music. So you kinda don't need it with the with the earphones included in the box. But there are some other customers who have uh, other regular earphones or headphones with a three point five mil jack and this is this adapter, uh, you have to go out and pay I think nine dollars for it now if you it because it's now not in the box. So additional cost there, an extra nine bucks. Who's going to get this thing? Who's going to buy it? If you own an iPhone 10, I would say don't bother with this upgrade because the 10 is still a great phone. And it was released less than a year ago. It was a 10-month-old phone that's still fine. If you've got an iPhone 10, relax, wait for the next one. If it's it's not worth you upgrading from that device. There are plenty of people I know who have done, and good luck to them. Uh, the iPhone 10, though, pretty good. What I think will happen is that people who started a contract a couple of years ago coming off an iPhone 7, this is going to be a massive change for them in terms of having no home button, uh, the extra speed and these features, the better camera. They're the customers that are going to be all over this. So anyone with a 7 or an older coming off an older device or a, long, a plan are going to go straight headfirst into a brand new plan for the 10s, or they may wait for the more affordable 10R, which isn't going to be released till late October. So there it is. That's our verdict. Look, a first-class device. Uh, you know, probably, arguably, the best phone on the market right now. It's it is pretty good. It is more of a like uh, the Galaxy Note 9 is more a workhorse. So that's kind of a, a real work phone. The 10s is more of an experience phone, so everything you do, the photos you take is really nice, the videos you watch are really nice, and it's still pretty powerful. You can do a lot of multitasking and stuff like that, but this is kind of an all-round performer. Uh, does all those things, whether work or play. The 10s has got your back. If you want to read our complete review, you can know where to find it, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Now, the other product that Apple released uh, last week was the Apple Watch. Apple Watch Series 4, and we have reviewed that as well. We've been pretty busy over here at Tech God. The Apple Watch Series 4, I think, is probably the most interesting release that Apple has made uh, above the iPhones, I think. It's uh, a, a big advance from Series 3. A new design, slightly new design. It does have a faster, faster performance, bigger screen, slightly larger offerings in terms of slightly taller, slightly wider, but actually thinner. So the device itself is actually uh, has less volume than Series 3, but yet manages to have up to, I think it's more than 30% extra screen space. Reason being, the screen goes right out to the edges. Uh, I've got a photo side by side. You can see how close to the edges the photos go, and it's got more rounded edges. So the, the, the sharper corners on the Watch Series 3 now have now given way to a more curved design. Uh, and it's noticeable. If you've used the Watch Series 3 or any of the previous Apple Watches, you'll notice, whoa, that is a big image, and that lets you fit more stuff on it. Your photos look better. 
all the notifications look bigger, easier to access. The passcode, if you need to type in a passcode, it's easier to do. And more, you can fit more complications on the screen as well. There's a new face that I think has got up to eight complications. Very handy right there. So design-wise, there is a noticeable change. Uh, and uh, it, it is, I think, a change for the better. I think people that may have been sitting on the fence about a smartwatch, I think this is the device that might tip them over. Uh, the digital crown has also been re-engineered because it now provides haptic feedback. So when you're scrolling, you can just feel the little clicks as, you, as you're moving up through the menus there, through your lists. It's also water-resistant, of course, to a depth of 50 metres, so it can be a swimming companion. And, uh, and take it into the surf if you want. There's new sizes, 40, 44, slight increase, although the watch bands from the previous models will still work with these new models. So uh, it is a remarkable update, I think. Uh, the screen really, really dwarfs the previous display. That's It's more than 30% bigger display fit into a device that's almost the same size. I have put side-by-side shots so you can see the new digital crown. The cellular version doesn't have the full red dot. It's got like a red ring around the digital crown, uh, and you can tell that it's slightly thinner as well. The other improvements on the design are the speakers. The speakers and the microphone have been separated, and when I've had phone calls on the watch, when I'm using Siri, when I'm using walkie-talkie, it is much clearer, crisper, and louder so really clear, uh, and the microphone's been moved to the other side, so it sounds better, there's less echo because the microphone is opposite side to the speakers, which is a smart move on Apple's part. Uh, the watch faces, are, there's more of them. I mentioned there's more complications now, uh, and you can fit all that on this bigger screen. But one thing they have not provided, Apple has still decided not to allow third-party watch faces. I, I'm surprised by this. Normally, uh, you know, when there'd be an opportunity for Apple to make some money here because you, know, you might pay a dollar, two dollars for a watch face. That's thirty percent of that goes to Apple. And with so many people wearing Apple Watch, which is, by the way, the most popular watch in the world, not just popular smartwatch, the most popular watch. More people buy Apple Watch than any other kind of watch of any brand. So this is pretty big. So you've got a big audience out there. There may be a market for the new Apple Watch faces, third-party Apple Watch faces. But speaking of watch faces, there are some new ones. There's, uh, there's obviously a lot of functional watch faces with all the complications, but there are also just pure, just pure, purely beautiful watch faces as well. The ones I'm talking about are the new watch faces that are there is water, liquid metal, there is uh, vapor and fire. And these were actually created by shooting the real thing. So fire was shot, fire, liquid metal was all shot, photographed using those actual materials in a space resembling the shape of the Apple Watch. So it's quite remarkable. I've put them on my story as well. Every time you lift your wrist, you see this nice, beautiful movement of the fire spreading or the water moving or the liquid metal. It is really nice, very nice, very hypnotic. But uh, moving on, the health and fitness features, of course, are something that we nearly really need to talk about. And here they've included not one but two heart sensors. There's one on the back now. The back's been redesigned. So there is a heart sensor on the back. But also the digital crown is a heart sensor. And there is a feature that will hopefully be introduced in the near future called ECG, where you can actually put your finger on the digital crown for 30 seconds and it will take an electrocardiogram that's good enough to send to your doctor. How good's that? So the, the, you can these features that are the, this is becomes a medical device now. That's why Apple is currently seeking approval from the medical authorities here in Australia to enable that feature. Uh, really cool there. Another another feature is fall detection. This was announced at the keynote, and one of those features that everyone really paid attention to because this through the, the accelerometer and the gyroscope can detect if someone takes a heavy fall. It can measure the level of impact. And if you're immobile for 60 seconds, it can even ring triple O and notify your emergency contacts as well. Now, I asked the question, what happens when your phone rings triple O? What does it say? What does it do? The response was, it doesn't do anything. It sends, it makes a call to triple O and triple O will never hang up on you. If you're silent with a triple zero call, Triple the, the emergency uh, department there will stay on the line and work out your location. 
This is their protocol. Now, you think of these scenarios where how many times have you heard of stories where someone's in their home and they fear someone's broken into the house, they've locked themselves in a cupboard and just rung triple zero and not said a word because they don't want, they don't want to make noise and don't want the, the intruder to know they're there. So the triple zero... The emergency services will use, they'll stay on the line until they've got your location. They'll do the same thing if you make that, if that call is made from your watch. So, a really handy thing to know there as well. Now, as, as an exercise device, and this has happened to me a couple of times already, it's it, it really good at detecting what you're doing. Like, I went off on a walk, a pretty brisk walk, and it detected the walk. It says, Oh, okay, it looks like you're walking. Should I keep track? And you, I went, Yes. Just today in the gym, I, I was using the rowing machine, and it says it looks like you're rowing. Would you like me to keep track of this? And I said, Hell yeah. And it, it gave me all those other calories and the time and everything else that I'd already done. It, retro, uh, it retroactively gave me all the credit for that work as well. Now, there is, of course, a cellular version of Apple Watch Series 4, and it gives you all the same benefits as uh, Series 3, so you can make and receive calls, messages, use apps. Now you can even have your Apple Music streaming. You can stream podcasts from the watch itself. You can just pair your AirPods to the watch, and off you go without your iPhone. You still make your calls. One thing it can't do, though, it doesn't roam. So if you're roaming, if you're in another country, uh, and you want to use the cellular version of your watch, it won't work because there's no roaming uh, capabilities as far as I know. So you'll still need to have your phone with you to make your Apple Watch to re- make and receive your calls and get your messages and get everything, get your notifications as well. Of course, uh, running Watch OS 5, so uh, really uh, some nice features there, including walkie-talkie. It's one of our favorites. Workout detection, which I've mentioned. Advanced running features. So plenty to get your teeth into there. Price-wise, uh, it is more expensive than last year's model. Starts at five ninety-nine and six forty-nine for the GPS, seven forty-nine and seven ninety-nine for the cellular versions. But Apple Watch, without a doubt, best smartphone. Sorry, smart watch, best smart watch on the market right now. And if you if you're on the fence still. I think this is the device that will get you moving. It will certainly change your mind. If you doubted that you need a device like this, it's a potential lifesaver with all those additional features as well. Worth checking out. You can do that. Check out our review. You can see images and the pricing. Everything's there for you. Techguide.com.au. Now, we love our drones, and we have news for you. We've flown the new Mavic Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Two. Pro. We love this device. This is the the fold-away drone. This is the drone that folds down to the size of a water bottle. Now, this is the second version of, of the device. This is the Mavic 2 Pro is the, uh, is the drone that we got to test out. And this has got a number of new features. A lot of features are the same, like the, the, the fold-up arms and the design looks almost like the other. But the, there are two versions, the Mavic 2 Pro and the Mavic 2 Zoom. For our review, we use the Mavic 2 Pro. And uh, it it's flies uh, slightly quieter. The, 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 the props are, uh, have got little wingtips, so it's slightly quieter. Not, not silent, but a lot quieter than the uh, previous model. Uh, folds down really small, as we just said. But the one thing we noticed when we were trying to activate the device, activate it, and even get it to fly, we were always using an iPhone 8 Plus that never had a SIM card in it. And I was wondering, why won't this activate? It won't work. It, I'd go through the steps, nothing would happen. It wouldn't connect to the drone. You normally get the nice green ready-to-fly symbol. It'll say aircraft disconnected, aircraft disconnected. I'm thinking, what the hell is wrong with this thing? I discovered that it only connects to a phone that's got a SIM card in it. That's what I read on the forums anyway. But every time I connected my 10s Max, which had a SIM card in it, it worked. So I'm assuming that's the difference. If you're going to fly this in a, on a phone, you might have a spare phone without a SIM card in it. It may not work. Be interested to hear your thoughts on that. But it was did provide some frustration 
uh, when 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 we were trying to set this thing up. But we had the Mavic 2, the Pro version. So uh, it's got that Hasselblad camera and a, a number of cool features. The quality is remarkable. You'll see that from the video that we shot. Uh, it does look really cool. Uh, it, it's got the, the amazing gimbal on this thing. Oh, we flew it off the cliffs at Maroubra there, and it was pretty windy. And this thing hung in there, and not a not a judder at all on the video. So the gimbal is remarkable. Now, it also has obstacle avoidance as well, and it's got a top and bottom on the sides. And funny story behind this, and we tested this real in real time when we were flying and we had it up at about well, 60 metres. We were doing a nice, nice little sort of panning shot sort of in a circle. And I was actually looking down at the controller, and suddenly it came up with an obstacle alert. And, and the obstacle alert is pretty loud. If you've ever gone near a tree or gone anywhere near an object, it gets a really loud warning. And up up at 65 meters, it gave me a massive obstruction warning, this, this, this alert. I look up, and there are two massive crows circling the Mavic 2 Pro. And they got close enough. You'll see one of them sort of flashes by the front of the camera. They got close enough, though. They're curious to see what this thing was. Close enough to trigger that that obstacle warning. So uh, keep an eye out for birds. I was worried they're going to clip this thing and it'll just fall out of the sky. But luckily, they kept their distance. I was able to drop the uh, altitude pretty quickly and get it out of the way. But uh, really interesting experience there as well. Another new feature is... Uh, it's a, one of those new quick shot features. You know, quick shot allows you to do the dronies and the circles and the helixes, the boomerangs. Brilliant work. It's it's all on rails. It just does it so well. But hyperlapse is a great new feature as well. And this is a, like a time lapse feature. So you set hyperlapse and you can then either have it fly in, in a circle for you in a pattern or a free. I, I decided to fly it free and... What it allowed me to do was fly in a straight line. Wherever I wanted to fly, it did it really slowly. So even if I was pushing the, the thumb, the stick as far forward as I could, it was only going really slowly so it could capture the video uh, and then play it back quickly. Uh, but the effect is amazing. So if you can fly it somewhere where you can notice a lot of movement, like at the beach or where there's a lot of boats moving around or where there's a lot of objects moving around below you, definitely worth trying out. The Mavic 2 Pro, uh, a, a, an excellent drone, highly recommended. If, you, if you're moving into a drone for the first time, this is a great entry point because it does offer the convenience of it being able to be folded down. It means you can take it away with you. This is $2,299, so not the cheapest drone, but the quality is there. 4K, great shots, of great, great high-res uh, stills as well. A brilliant drone that you can take anywhere. You can fold it down, take it on a holiday, take it wherever you want. Fits in, fits in a little bag, fits in a backpack. Definitely worth taking out. If you want to read more about that story, check it out. Techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton. They're the company that can keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Now. You probably already have antivirus on your computers and on your tablets, but did you know that your router could be letting hackers into your home? The router is the heart of the connected house, but can also provide an entry point for hackers to attack anything connected to your network. It can infect your devices, steal your information, and even spy on your home. Unfortunately, just password protecting your router won't block these threats. Introducing Norton Core, a smart and more secure Wi-Fi router that delivers speed and security all in one. Norton Core delivers next-gen Wi-Fi speeds to every corner of your home while helping to protect all your connected devices. Things like computers, phones, smart TVs, baby monitors, gaming consoles, smart speakers, and much more protects all of them from the digital threats by helping to block them at the network level. With built-in parental controls, Norton Core also lets you set screen time limits by device or by user, lets you set content filters, and even allows you to pause the internet across your home or from an easy-to-use smartphone app. Norton Core, the smart, more secure Wi-Fi router, is available now at your local Harvey Norman store. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk.
Now, for the Tech Guide Help Desk, we've got a special treat for you. We've actually uncovered some hidden features of iOS 12. If you're an iPhone user, iPad user, here are some great hidden features we're going to go through really quickly. Number one, alternate face ID. It allows you to set up a second appearance and because sometimes if, it, if it's been confused in the past, maybe by a pair of sunnies or hat, it allows you to set a new appearance so that that confusion can be avoided in the future. You can go to settings, face ID and passcode, enter your passcode to get into that and then it's, and then set up alternate appearance. Here's one of our favorites. With iOS 12, you can use your AirPods as a hearing aid. They've got a new feature called Live Listen. So when this is activated, you can actually hear the microphones on the AirPods are activated so you can hear everything in the room, your own voice. It's, it's these super microphones that are now in your ears that make elevate your level of hearing. So if you think someone's talking about you across the room or you can't hear the TV or the movie, this is a great feature that allows you to, you to use your AirPods as a hearing aid. To set this up, go to Settings, Control Center, Customize Controls, and add hearing to your list. Then when you, uh, again, when you want to trigger live listen, you trigger it on. You've got to have your AirPods in, and you'll be able to hear even better than ever before. Really cool feature. Uh, another, another thing you can do is turn your keyboard into a trackpad. Now, if you want to go to a location on your screen, you've got to sort of press and hold it, move the, the keyboard, the cursor around. Well, now, rather than doing that, you just press and hold the space bar on the keyboard, and then using that same finger that you're pressing down on the space bar, you can then move around the screen and the cursor moves with you. Great little feature to use as the keyboard. Turn that into a trackpad. Uh, the other thing you do too is search Apple Music by lyrics. How many songs have you known? You think, oh, I know this song, just don't know the title, but you know a line out of that song. Well, now you can search that song simply by typing in a line, the lyrics. It'll match it to Apple's vast database in Apple Music, and that will allow you to find that song and discover the screen title. If you don't know the screen title, you can still find it as long as you know some of the words to the song. They are just some of the top 10 hidden features we've written about on Tech Guide. If you want to read more about them, you know where to find it, techguide.com.au. That is our show for this week. Can you believe how fast that went? You can read about everything that we've talked about, though, at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, send us a voice bite. That's your voice. will be on the podcast. You can click on the icons on Tech Guide to get through. Use our web widget. Record your question, your mini review, whatever you want to say. We'll play it on the Tech Guide podcast. Or you can email us, info at techguide.com.au. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.